kids are in trouble Do not know what all the troubles are for Give them ice for their fevers You're the only thing I ever want anymore Live on coffee and flowers Try not to wonder what the weather will be Hey there, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is a very special guest, Brian Grady. Hi, Brian. Hello. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> of course, thank you so much for coming on. And I told you earlier, you were the only guest to have come over, and you brought a pizza, so you are automatically the best guest we've ever had. Beat that, everyone else. <laughs> it's so, the best pizza also. So Where was it from again? Augustino's in Natick. Shameless, shameless plug. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're sponsoring us this week, so yeah. it all works out. Yeah. <laughs> so this week we are going to be talking about Conversation 16 by The National from their 2010 album High Violet. Um, it's an alt-indie rock band overall. Would you say, Brian, that's kind of there? I would say so, yes. Okay. Uh, I noted the AV Club. Uh, I, I think you disagree with this, this sentiment, but refer to them as the sad sack white guy guitar band of uh, the, the 2000s. Sad sack, yes. White guy, yes. Guitar band, no. But uh, they they know more than me, so <laughs> I, I'll I'll defer to the AV Club. But that's actually how I found the National was from the AV Club. Um, but yeah, I, it's 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 very moody, mm-hmm. it, you know. So it's it's something that um, just preparing for this when you know you came up with the idea. I love music. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to pick the right thing, but. Um, this band has probably been the band that I've listened to for the the most in the last eight years. Okay. You know, uh, if there's a band that I'm going to pick that I'm going to shuffle all of their stuff, it's it's The National. Okay. Now, tell, tell me generally, so you heard about them from AV Club, like a CD, CD review or one of their music reviews? Um, I want to say it was, yeah, it might have been like one of their half-year reviews. Mm-hmm. And it was probably just talking about, you know, some albums that came out that, you know, are, you, know you should pay attention to. And... I bought the um, their previous album to High Violet Boxer. Mm-hmm. It was 2007, um, and I was always a fan of just buying things without listening to it and just giving it a real um, chance, mm-hmm. but without having any reviews like sour or you know really color my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hooked right away. And uh, this album uh, was like really big for me. Like I. It's it's weird because it's it's a really sad album, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to seem like a like I don't feel sad listening to it. Mm-hmm. But the more that I listen to to the lead singer Matt, um, and just the the tone and the melody of the music, it's it's always been like a, a band that's it's very beautiful music, but the lyrical content and this you know the, the sound of the singer is always they're in kind of contrast for me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just been a really interesting band for me and I, I just kind of just drawn to them. Sure. This is a band I had I was telling you earlier, I feel like I've heard of but I had never heard until this song. And at first I wasn't quite sure what to to make of the song. Uh it sounded a lot like Depeche Mode who and they're, they're not 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 my favorites uh in terms of Bands that they were an '80s band, weren't they? And then they kind of went into the '90s or Depeche Mode. Yeah. Depeche Mode, right? Yeah. I was it, it never like a dislike, but it was never like it never grabbed me quite as well. Um, a little bit like Interpol as well. I like Interpol a bit a mm-hmm. bit better, but in terms of that was more sort of the rhythmic 
somewhat monotone singing. Right. But this song definitely had the the, the lyrics, and we, we'll, we'll get into the, the you know what what we think the song is about. But there was a a strange kind of opacity to the lyrics. Like, what are they talking about? But I love the imagery and the interplay of sort of I generally what I think the song is about and how the music is developing and how the two are going together. I thought was was really great, and it was definitely one of those. I think this is a repeat listen song. Like you listen to it once, it's like, oh, that's kind of a song. But you keep listening and listening, and it right. has has a lot more uh, in terms of the, the layers of either the meaning or musically, sort of how it all intertwines. Then um, I think some of the other, you know, some of the other uh, bands that have a similar sound. Right. I mean, for this album is very, uh, it's it's a tough album to kind of grasp because it's different from some of their previous stuff, but it's. It seems like the the lead singer writes all the lyrics, mm-hmm. and it seems like he was in a very particular place when he when he wrote a lot of it. And it's it's a lot. It's very. Um, it seems sad, but it's also very like there's a lot of truth to it. Mm-hmm. But he he has always written in a very like uh, it's a tinge of like comedy to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's you know trying to be light with it, but you know his the way he will turn a phrase for a certain thing, or just the way he uses the language to it's seems like on its face it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. you know but for me you know I, as i said before i've never been the most critical thinker you know <laughs> i love radiohead i never understood any radiohead lyrics no but maybe that's not just me so i got creep that one made sense to right me. right so this this was a band that I, I never really actually for for me i never took lyrics you know i i never really sought the meaning of a lot of lyrics i i always just i enjoy the music more and mm-hmm. the beat uh, and then if I get it, I get it, you yep. know, but for me, it was never, you know, oh, I, I, I get that. I, I want to f- search what this thing means, but, um, but this was a good exercise for me because it was actually, I, I've been, I find myself, I'm paying a lot more attention to it now, cool. but now that I don't actually have liner notes anymore, I don't <laughs> read lyrics anymore. So it's, it's technology true. is out the window. No, well, I think, um, you know, as, as most guests are people I, I know and my friends, uh, we're all kind of a similar age, about pretty much exactly the same age, and I think that is a, a constant theme with guests of whatever happened to liner notes. And yeah. at some point, if we listen to these like ten years, we're like, oh god, how old did oh. we sound back yeah. then? Because yeah, who, who has them? Play it, yep. liner notes right in front of me, and I would read it, but I would never the comprehension part of it. Just no, mm-hmm. just words on a page. You know, didn't make any sense. I, I was a huge. Um, it was actually the second episode we did was Smashing Pumpkins. And I loved that album, and it had the lyrics in there, but I somehow lost them. And just now talking about this, I realized, you know, I probably could have looked those lyrics up in the past 15 years very easily. And I just sort of, because they didn't exist, I knew I'd lost them when I was 17. It's like, oh, those are gone. I'll never know what the words are to these, yeah. to these songs. How would, how would I find this No one will know, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to call Billy Corgan himself. You remember what yeah. <laughs> you said? And that's... Well, let's get, let's get a little more into... Um, into conversation sixteen, it sounds like for for this song, it's sort of an amalgamation of, of both. But it, it seems like you're a little bit more into the music. Am I hearing right? Because the lyrics, you know, are interesting, but not. Right. So, what about the the song itself? Whether music, lyrics, them together, uh, made you think of this song? Um, it's my favorite song in the album. It's probably you know one of my favorite songs of the, like the past eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that. Um, I, it must have been a time or place, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just listening along to it, and just that chorus 
just drew me in. You know, because it is it has a, a feel that you know it's it's funny mm-hmm. to me. You know, but you know it's it's a serious song mm-hmm. about you know I think you know just relationships and you know getting older and mm-hmm. you know being married or raising family. But the the whole idea of this chorus that everything it just builds and builds and builds to I'm you know I'm afraid I'm going to eat your brains. Yeah. It's in the but the way that it, it all just comes to a head and it's this this great backing vocal to it at all at the same time and it's it's really pretty mm-hmm. but the lyrics are just silly yeah and and just hearing that you know it, it just you know it, it be, immediately became my favorite song mm-hmm. um but i i would say that overall you know but this you know guitar band thing, you know it's everything is very you know it's melodic and it just kind of in his voice it's very um it's it's basically it's just leading to this point at the end, you know, when mm. I think you're just trying to get to that chorus. Now, you you know, I mean, you're a huge fan of, of the band, so would you say these lyrics are or the song itself is a little bit tongue in cheek, or are we taking it at face value? Because I know my interpretation of the lyrics, I I wasn't quite sure if this was supposed to be, um kind of like kind of uh, like uh, there's an irony to the song if it was really supposed to be very much a song about difficulties in life or it was really supposed to be painting almost like a, a character like I almost listening to it a couple times one of my reads was that same sense of like dealing with relationships and hey isn't it hard and that's just part of life my other one was very much a is is the protagonist of protagonist of the song like a like a Patrick Bateman from American Psycho like just a horrible person who is realizes how terrible they are and they know what they're doing and like sabotaging their relationship and they just don't don't care or is it more hey these are things we all think but it's okay because we don't necessarily mean them it's just right. a part of of growing up and understanding I, yourself. yeah I, w- I would definitely think it's more the latter mm-hmm. um if you look at the whole album as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, there the theme of it, it seems, you know, it's pretty consistent where, you know, it's it's sadness. It's how do I protect my family? Like, I have to protect these people mm-hmm. now, like where I, you know, it was always just me before. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's other songs where the lyrical content is, is somewhat similar along the same lines. But for this, the way that I, I, I look at this song, he's he's not, you know, a Patrick Bateman. He's not, you know, trying to you know, be this way. Mm-hmm. He, I think this character, and I think it, it's, he's not writing it completely autobiographically, I mm-hmm. think, but I think it's just gen, general sentiments or feelings that he has where he, he means well, he's trying to do the right thing. He, he, because if you look at the lyrics, there's, there's lines that are, are, that seem on its face bad, mm-hmm. but then there's other lines where, you know, that it's, it's trying to be a little bit more positive. So I think it's a little bit of both, but there's a lot of truth to, you know, how he feels mm-hmm. and it, and it may not look, you know, happy on, you know, it, to just anyone, but these are things that we all probably go through and that we all think mm-hmm. we just don't say them. Yeah. And, and, and certainly having an idea of being able to self-reflect, understand some of what's going on and having negative thoughts isn't the same as, being a negative person or being, you know, a, a monster. I know some of the the lyrics that kind of kind of led me to that, and, I, and I'm actually happy that that's your interpretation because I would rather pick the life is complicated version over the like, no, this person's just a horrible human being because that's right. that's very weird and caricaturist. It would work, 
but it doesn't sound like it would work in the context of this album. Yeah. Um, some of the, when he's referring to himself as a confident liar, um, talking about the, you know, some of like where they're, they're going to jump in the fountain. It definitely had this image of, um, somebody who was going through motions, just like, I'm going through the motions of this. This isn't what I want. However, I kind of do. So I'm just going to sort of keep going with it. And then at the end, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be kind of a, a denouement. Like I understand these things about myself, but I'm not going to let them get in the way of this being my life, you know, this being right. happy or kind of, like I said, sort of an, an ironic statement of like, you know what, I'm going to keep going with this, but deep down I know that it's all, it's all BS. There's no way this is going to end, end the way I would like it to end. I just, I'm, I'm incapable of, of this. And, and right. that was my downer. That was my down. I usually have a happy and a downer interpretation. I don't right. when, when I think about songs. Because uh, you don't want to be caught with like, I think it's happy, and everyone's like, "Oh no, it's sad," and well, you're the, you're not you don't understand. Yeah, the, well, I think the happy interpretation of this song is that he's just a regular person that you know has to you know has to make new priorities mm-hmm. in his life, and you know the the negative side of it is that you know he he he's not happy with his life. But I don't I don't feel that way listening mm-hmm. to it. You know, I uh, I I just feel that. It, it's you were going along that, those lines where it's just a person that's he's in a rut or mm-hmm. you know he's he's aware of these these ruts or he's aware of these patterns mm-hmm. but and that's where I think the I was afraid I'd eat your brains it's just you know you're just a zombie in this relationship where you know I I, I have these thoughts maybe I, I don't I, I tell you all the bad things when you're asleep like I, I'm not comfortable enough to say them to you in, in your in, mm-hmm. in, in your face. But, you know, I think in reality, I mean, uh, a lot of people, that's a lot of relationships. Like, you you know, you share, you try to share, you know, as much as you're comfortable with. But even, you know, you can love your, your wife or love your husband as, you know, as much as anyone. But, you know, you probably don't tell them every single thing that you think. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would rather think that his, you know, this person's life is changing. You know, that, you know, all of a sudden I'm worried about, you know, the kids and, and this and, and, you know, maybe, you know, we, you know, the jump in a fountain, I'm like, we need to be more spontaneous, you mm-hmm. know, we, you know, uh, you know, but just the constant, I, I'm afraid I'm disappointing people. You know, it's just, I think he's obviously, he's just not comfortable in his own skin anymore because mm-hmm. it's, it's just, his life is different, but that's the way that I kind of look at it, even though, you know, initially I was just, oh, he's eating people's brains. Like, you know, it's but I'm like, okay, that's too literal. You're an idiot. <laughs> It's always a metaphor. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about the the music. Two specific points in the song itself. The the first is the the chorus, because I'm evil. Which honestly, given sort of the monotone nature, which makes sense. I think the idea of, you know, I'm 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 the metaphor of the, the zombie eating brains and shambling along in the relationship, I'd expect it to have that that monotone feel, which I think fits well. But then because I'm evil, it's almost the happiest part of of the song. It's the happiest part of the album. Yeah. For the oh, oh, really? <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, it's almost like triumphant in the way that yeah. it sounds. You know, the just the, the layered backing track, the the vocal. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the most, you know, exuberant parts of the album. Huh. The, a lot, I mean, it's, I'm not saying like the rest of the album is just like, just depressing. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not that way, but um, with this particular song, the, the, prior songs immediately before it are, are a little slower and they are there's there's no real like emotional lift but you know this 
has that and it happens to be a lyric that's just mm-hmm. you know this metaphor for something bad but mm-hmm. but i mean do you think that's why i mean is it is it just it's needs to sound different because it's punctuating part of like the thesis of the album or you know cuz i i couldn't tell whether to take it as not having that context not having heard the whole album of you know it's the happiest part because this person is recognizing something terrible about themselves and sometimes just feeling like you know what i'm a horrible human being hey all right that's right. fine that's who i it's like a like wreck it ralph you know i'm a bad guy and that's okay right right <laughs> i think yeah i mean where it is in the it's it's basically the you know the the beginning of the end of the album there's mm-hmm. only a couple tracks after it but but yeah i mean i think you make a good point it, it could be that you know, it's really, it does seem the album is, a little, you know, kind of thematic as far as a lot of it has to do with just kind of, you know, unfortunate or just sad things. And, and, and this is just one of those things along this, this line of the, you know, the, the tracks, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's when I were, whenever I would listen to the album, this, this song always just stuck out and it was because of the chorus. It's because of the you know, the kind of the, the bridge leads up to it and then and then it just it really elevates. And I always thought it was just a really beautiful part of the album because, you know, the the drums kick in mm-hmm. and you know, you have this, you know, very pretty, you know, backing vocal and then you have him actually where he usually sings in this low baritone, he's actually, you know, he doesn't he doesn't really, you know, elevate the sounds of of his own voice very much. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very different for for them as a band, I would say. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, it is very, it's very noticeable. So I mean, it it potentially knowing that about it is its place in the whole album might just be the punctuation, sort of what we've been talking about that theme of uh, people are people, and these are these are things that will happen. And so it's it's not necessarily a realization in the context of just that song, a realization of something sad, so much as just a realization of life and realization of how developing as a person could be and, and that's just that's a facet of this relationship yeah i'm not a perfect person i'm not always nice but that doesn't itself preclude this from being hap- a happy life or us having a happy right happy life yeah I, I i think yeah i mean i it really just could be like maybe he is this is finally he's he's reached that realization and he's okay with it but you know i think overall yeah, he he still doesn't feel like he's a bad person, but you know, mm-hmm. but I think he, actually that kind of brings me to the um, like the the title of the the song. You know, I think if it's the, my read of it, conversation sixteen, it's just they've had you know he's he's been having this conversation so many times, mm-hmm. maybe in his own head, maybe with his wife, and it's just everything is just repeating, repeating, repeating. But um, but yeah, now I'm just going off on a tangent. So no, no, no. Yeah. But, but the idea of that's the that's the title, and it's it's taken him. Like that's how many times he sort of had to go over it before. Yeah. He... Whether it's, I like to think it's in its own head, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I like a lot of this. I, I like to I think of it that it's just a running monologue in his head with good thoughts and bad thoughts, good mm-hmm. thoughts, bad thoughts. Um, just because you know the way that it, it's it just appears to me, you know, that it's just something that it's not like a diary, but it's just this is the stuff that he just can't stop thinking about. Mm-hmm. And so I think something um, when you have a band that will. We'll, we'll do that. We'll have a songs that they aren't necessarily about something. Some songs are about something specifically. Some th- songs, I think, uh, are just sort of capturing a moment in time in one's own mind. And one of the things I like about that, the idea of this, these are my thoughts, is there's definitely more of a, a rawness. Not necessarily in, in the presentation, because I wouldn't say this is 
you know, a raw version of this song would be like, oh, my life, it's so tough, and I don't know, it's, you know, it would be very specific as opposed to kind of looking at the imagery, the zombie imagery, yeah. and sort of throwing out different thoughts that, that you have to really think about to see how they connect. Uh, but 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 in terms of just the feelings, like, it's it's hard to talk about how things that are good aren't 100% good. There are parts of them that aren't great. Right. And most media, I think, certainly popular media, doesn't doesn't talk about that. It's just, nope, everything's great or everything's bad. There's, there's no middle ground. And you just don't see it a lot in, say, movies or TV shows sometimes, but not as much. Whereas I think music still has a place and sort of part of its niche is just exploring some of those themes. Literature, I guess, to some extent, too. But right. you got to read a lot. And, you know, who has time for that? I got I got five minutes. I want to I want to condense it. Tell it right. to me that way. Uh, and then it sounds good, too. Yeah, I think it's just clear, you know, for having listened to the album so many times, it's just, yeah, I, I think he's just trying to, he's being honest, whether it's, you know, like we're, like I said, if, if it's even a 50-50, um, whether it's his actual feelings about his own life or if it's a character, I think, you know, that comes from somewhere. So it, it really is to me, it's just, you know, being honest with, you know, this is, what you have to do as an adult you mm-hmm. know you have to pay you know you have things that stress you you have bills you have kids you have you know things that you have to just deal with that you don't want to deal with but <laughs> this is this you know there's no one else is going to do it for you mm. so to me that's just kind of the sense of the whole album is just this whole person's life is different to the point where now it's like i gotta deal with all this stuff mm-hmm. the other other part musically i wanted to get your your take on the very last notes of this song are such stark contrast to the rest of the song. I don't know if it's something to do with the album, like maybe they all end this way, but that sort of odd, ah, like heavenly chorus ending and the yeah. harmonies is not at all like what the song sounds like. And why you think that's how the song ends. It's just that shift, that sudden shift in sound and tonality, given it's just been kind of monotonous. And then a little bit yeah. of that because I'm evil, and then kind of more of the monotony. Yeah. And, and then, then that's the ending. This jubilant. That's a good. Yeah, I really don't. I don't know. I mean, um, actually, I think the. Uh, I, I read this somewhere a long time ago. It was, uh, I guess, one of the, not the main guy, but uh, one of the many members of Arcade Fire mm. helped them do the. You know that this really pretty layered backing vocal okay. that you hear in the in the chorus, and then I, I believe it's the same at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I obviously I think. They they put it there for a reason, but it's I think it's it is just this you know this maybe it's just this feeling that okay you know I I've made this realization and and I'm okay with it mm-hmm. you know and and but but yeah I I can't really think that uh, you want to end this song on a like on a downer I guess no but, well I think given the way the the, the way we've been discussing and I think the way you know, we're coming about the interpretation of it right uh, it, I don't think it's out of place. In the sense of it does, I think the way you described it actually sounds sounds like a great reason. You know, sort of that jubilance of realization, like, oh, this is this is where we're going, and it's okay, and these are the things I'm thinking about, and that that's that's all right. Right. Certainly could have could have that happy ending, or or just the sense of like, oh, this one's this one. Like, we want everyone to get the sense of this is a uh, this is a growth song rather than a. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, caricature of like the worst human being. So yeah. why don't we, we'll, we'll throw in something to kind of punch up the end. So everyone leaves it with like a, Oh, I guess that was, I take this as a good song. So let me, let right. me think about what this, what this means to me. So 
you know, usually at this at this part in the show, we have a sense generally, or I, I at least have a sense, and I assume the audience does, of why you'd consider this your song. But just in case, because we're, we're very multi-layered with our, with our discussion tonight, why would you say, if you just sum it up, why would you say this is your song? Well, because obviously I'm very unhappy in my life. So this, <laughs> this is it's an uh, anthem. <laughs> yeah, well, this this I heard it, and yeah, he's he's speaking for me. Um, why it's my song? Um, I I would have to say. I mean, I think just the the overall tone of the band, um, just the way that they are as a band, and the way that for whatever reason I'm drawn to their sound. And this being kind of the, the just the feeling that I get listening to the music. So for me, it just coming back to the music was always the most important part for me. And just the way that it builds and the way that the the I, I, I love the drummer of this band. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they use, you know, he just has a regular kit. But what he does with it is, is always just really interesting. And it's really driving the track. Um, but... It's it's just that chorus. I mean, I I can't not want to just. I'm a terrible singer, but when I'm in my car and I hear this song, like I just want to yell that because I'm evil. <laughs> and and it's I could listen to the song over and over again and just hearing the the imagery in the lyrics. You know, just mm. like actually pitch, picturing like his head in the oven or mm-hmm. you know picturing you know just you know jumping in a fountain because you know why not? Um, I guess you know for me it it, it was always. It just gave me joy just listening to this whole thing and then just the build to the the evil part. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a good reason it's your song. Why should it be our song? Um it's a good yeah, I mean that's a good question. I I would hope that you know, if people listened to the national, they you know would see a lot of the the same things that that I do where, you know, it's a really they're a really a you know good band as far as what they do with their instruments and and what they do with um just the overall you know the composition of the music the, the where you know where they use strings where they use pianos where it's just you know very simplified songs and this is just the i like what we've been talking about i think it's the kind of the the antithesis or you know the where the zenith of the you know the album where you know, I think everything kind of comes to a head. And and if you like lyrics that are kind of, uh, you know, they poke fun at, you know, just the monotony of life. And I think, you know, anybody can enjoy this song. Um, but I think it's it's not for everyone because I think maybe some people will just hear Matt's voice and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, oh, he's kind of dour. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not really feeling that way. But for me, it's, it's always been something that I can listen to whenever. And actually, I'll feel better just listening to him, you know, drone on about you know, running away. Mm-hmm. But all right. Well, I think yeah, you summed it up perfectly. I I really like this song, and I appreciate that you would bring something uh, new to my attention. That uh, you really really needed a couple of repeat listens to to get at at what it meant. And you know, sometimes I think it's not fun to be cognitively challenged with music and know what you're doing. <laughs> but it, it really is nice. I think when you get a song. And you kind of dig into it, and then you feel like you understand it better than the first time you heard it. Sometimes it's something you have to actively do. Sometimes it just snaps in. But uh, it's it's always a real treat because I think there are some yeah. songs that I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm never going to understand. It's just, like like Beck. I don't know what a single Beck song is about. Oh yeah. Someone was told me that's the point. Like he doesn't write lyrics to be understood. 
but I like it when you know. Oh wait, it's about this. That's always always cool, especially when it's got this nice nice package of of the music around it. So everyone at home, I, I hope you enjoyed the song, and now it's all of our song. Oh, yay! Yay! Well, Brian, thanks very much for uh, being on the show today. It was a lot of fun. Thank I hope you. you enjoyed it. I did. I, I'd love to talk some 80s hair metal next. Oh, well, you know, we, we, we are never hurting for people who want to talk about songs. There are billions of songs, yet it seems yeah. hard to schedule Oh yeah, people who want to talk about them. I only so, canceled many times. Well, I, and I, I canceled it. We, we, yeah, this was... This was <laughs> I was a little worried it might not happen, but I'm glad we did it. Yay! Oh, no, no. I, I want to come back. Okay. You'll have me. I knew we'd eventually get to it, but you, know, you never know how long. Right. <laughs> I've been doing. Um, I think I was teasing it. I was trying to do a theme of of, of love songs, sort of the gener- the how uh, relationships went together. And I still had to cancel the time I was going to get my last song. I was going to just tie it yeah. all up in a bow. Well, I noticed so it's still coming. I noticed that, and uh, I, I'm curious where you'll place this in there because this is not a love song. No, so, no, no. So you have love song, love song, love song. I'm with you, and now I'm bored, or whatever, or however you want to read this. But you know, it's just life is meaning. You know, it was just what is going on here. So fit this in with your love songs. It'll okay. be a nice cap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a happy end. I wanted to have a happy. No, I, mean, I think it's no, just no. a happy end. I yeah. want to be like outwardly like boom. No, it's happy. That's it. Right. Don't 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 deep don't dive into this one. It's happy. Right. It's the end. Right. Like uh, everyone lives happy happily ever after. Yeah, she done a sort of Disney song or something to end it all. Uh, no, no. I think this one, this one fell out. That, I just made that theme up. I was, right. I didn't plan, I didn't super plan for it. And then I sort of started to, and then I felt like I was being pretentious. So I didn't want to play it up too much. <laughs> right. But if, if everyone likes it, oh yeah, no, that was all my idea. It was yeah. not pretentious at right. all. Right. <laughs> um, where is I? Oh, do you have any plugs? Uh, no, I don't do anything. No, do anything? Yeah. Nothing no, at all? No, you can, um, watch me paint my porch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there will be some uh, porch painting going on. Yeah. Excellent. No. I have, yeah, I have nothing to plug. Go to Augustino's, get some pizza. Oh, there's our plug. Chicken parm. Chicken parm and yeah. pizza. Good. It was yeah. it was really good pizza. Good crust. I'm glad you liked it. Yes, thank you. And thank yeah. you so much for bringing it. Thank you definitely you. get to come. Do you bring your pizza every time I get you on? Uh, I'll bring you something. <laughs> yeah. I brought beer too, so yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we didn't have too many folks. We're very sober talking about Whoa. our songs. Well, in any case, uh, in any case, no. Uh <laughs> Thanks. Tyler's like you need to end these shows better because it's it's a bit of I wrote it down, but this I never is flawless. It it's flawless is just perfect. Yeah, it's pro pro production I got going on here. Well, uh, it's so great. It was so great to have you here. Uh, if you at home, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. If you have not already subscribed on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, please do so. You can leave us a review or shoot me a line at rob at playingoursong.net. Uh, love to have new songs on the show all the time. So if you're interested, check out the website at playingoursong.net where we actually have a list of general questions that we often talk about. Uh, we don't have to talk about them. If you want to talk about something else, that'd be great too. You can follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. You can check out the Facebook page where uh, I post just some general updates to the show at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. And other than that, we'll be back with another episode next week. Hopefully, we're back on a normal schedule now that my voice is relatively back. How does is that okay? Did you think it was okay? Perfect. Oh, thank Brian, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you again so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Uh, we'll get you back for some some hair metal at some point in the in the not too distant future. I hope. Everyone and, will hate that one. <laughs> I think I, I think as long as the people 
talking. I feel this way about podcasts. As long as you're listening and you, A, like listening to the people who you are listening to, and B, they seem like they're enjoying what they're talking about, I think it becomes infectious. It's, it's something about radio uh, or podcasts. I think it, it really conveys through, through the airwaves. I'm confident everyone will love everything that I had to say, so they won't. They can't wait for me to come back, and I'll be back many, many times. All right, I like to say, I like to hear that. I like when, yeah. I like when the guests want to come back. Yeah, uh, so far I want to be your Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. I like that. I like that idea. Well, everyone else, uh, thanks for listening, and remember, uh, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye, everyone. Bye. I was afraid I'd eat your breast I was afraid I'd eat your